I'd say I've completely transformed myself, you know, physically, obviously, but also spiritually. Does that mean that you can't turn into the abomination anymore or you won't? No, no, it means that I choose not to. Welcome back to WD MagicCast for the week of August 28th, 2022. This is episode 193, WD MagicCast, the show about the mouse, the marvels, the galaxy, and beyond. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. In this week's show, Matthew Leonard again joins me to discuss episode 2 of She-Hulk. Plus, we discuss some other things about Marvel, She-Hulk, and things that affect the world. Also, I did do a survey this week. I did briefly. I put a survey out there. Did just get the feel of what do you? What are your thoughts regarding the new Walt edition of Enchantment at Walt Disney World? Uh, in case if you aren't aware, Enchantment's a nighttime show that's fireworks show that's um, projected on the castle and uh, at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, and it was representative of the 50th anniversary it was it was created for the 50th anniversary but lacked anything regarding the parks it was more just a uh overall disney thing nothing specifically for the 50th so they have now added a intro part of walt and mickey talking about pro- for uh the florida project and and some different things like that making it more geared towards the 50th anniversary of walt disney world and your choices were, and this was only on Twitter, so I apologize to anyone on the Facebook end, but this was just on Twitter. Uh, the choices were, it's about time. Uh, I'm okay with it, indifferent to it, and it wasn't needed. 33% of you said, I'm okay with it. And 67, 67% of you said, it's about time, and I agree with you there. It was about time that was done I don't understand why it wasn't there in the first place maybe that's just me but I don't understand why Walt wasn't in the show to begin with he was in Epcot forever you had Walt there but when it came to enchantment about the show created for the 50th anniversary you didn't have Walt involved you didn't have anything really about the park there and now it's there great can't wait to see it when I go there next and on that note we'll be back after these words from our friends and sponsors Hi Disney Marvels fans, my name's Tash and my BFF Mercedes and I make a weekly podcast dedicated to all things Disney. From music, movies and food and parks to fun weekly challenges, we discuss it all over at Chat Disney. You can find us on Instagram at Chat Disney or Twitter at Chat Disney UK. We release weekly episodes every Monday morning, which can be found on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Bye for now. And now... On with the show. Last week on the WD Magic Cast. You were all subjected to the worst introduction this show has ever had. And I'm sorry to say that things have not improved for the WD MagicCast. However, things have improved for the She-Hulk TV series. So here to discuss the improved She-Hulk TV series and the failing introductions of the WD MagicCast, I am here, Mr. Matthew Leonard, Joining our your usual host, Mr. Matthew Graken. Matthew, welcome for having me back to the program. Why, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you back on my program. It's a pleasure to be introducing you while you have me back on the program. It's a pleasure to be introduced by you on my show to be introduced by you. On 
Yes. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be confusing you while I do the introduction to your program that you've invited me on to be on again on this program. And scene. Right. Okay. Good. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. You know, I think we've talked about this before, but that is actually never. We've talked about this before. That that is yes, never. That, that's said. Jack Benny. That's Jack Benny. That is not Gracie Allen. <sighs> In fact, I, I feel like we had that conversation recently. We had that on the. I, I want to say it wasn't that long ago. Don't don't ask me which episode. I literally like within the last within the last month, you and I have had this conversation about Gracie Allen. But I feel like it wasn't. What was the last one we did with everybody? Um, is Mark? because I, like, I feel like at least Isaac was there, and maybe Dave. Then Dave? I think that was. Dave that Ms. the Ms. Marvel wrap-up? No, I don't think I ever talked about Ms. Marvel with you. Then, oh, it was, oh, yeah, I know what it was. Kenobi. Kenobi, yeah. It had to have been Kenobi then. I think so. That would have been June. Well, we've, well, now that we've, now that we've uh, screwed up the introduction and talked about something other than She-Hulk, how about we talk about She-Hulk? Let's talk about She-Hulk. Yeah. <sighs> so now we're two episodes in. We are two episodes in. What did, uh, you, what did you think of it this week? Um, you got a little more flavor of Tatiana, uh, the you know her adversary. They're making her this a superpower influencer, which has an interesting ring to it. Yeah. Um, you get introduced to Jennifer's family. And featuring, as we talked about, uh, as I texted you this morning, cousin Larry Appleton from yes. Rangers. I was so yes. excited to see him. I'm like, oh, it's cousin Larry. The, the great, the great Mark Lynn Baker, who is who is wonderful in anything he does. I saw him in broad on Broadway, uh, twenty five, twenty six years ago. On in uh, funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Oh, so he eight. wasn't dead then? No, he wasn't dead then. He's still not dead. He was inside. That's an inside joke between the two of us. Folks. I think we covered apologize. that at some point too. But yes, I think we might have. But uh, no, Marklin Baker played Hysterium uh, opposite Nathan Lane and Ernie Sabella in uh, Funny Thing Happened, and he was he was brilliant. He was born for the role of Hysterium. He was so funny. I have to pull out my playbill because I saw the end of Nathan's run, one of his last performances. So I wonder and if he was there too. I think he might have been. He did. He was. He was on Broadway for quite a while. He's a. He's a mostly theater guy. He did back in in the early two thousands. He did a production of Frog and Toad, and I like Frog and Toad are friends. Uh, I think like just off Broadway, and that was one of those things I heard about. I was like, oh, I would love to get to see that because I I loved the Frog and Toad books when I was a kid. Oh yeah, they they're great books. Yeah yeah. And again, I I just love Marklin Baker. He's ha he has such a great uh, uh, energy to him uh, with everything that he does, and and particularly here, it was so funny when they when they introduced his character. You know, it's from the back and it's sort of dimly lit, and I heard the voice. I went, "That's somebody I know. That's a somebody I know from a something else. Who is that?" And I I thought kind of Henry Winkler at first. I thought, "Oh, is Henry Winkler in this?" And I, and I was like, "Oh no no no! It's 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 him! It's Marklin Baker." And cousin Larry, so I was I was very excited. Yeah, he just commanded that those scenes, and he did such a great job with it. Yeah, well, he's like I said, he has a he has such a fantastic energy that he commands like every scene that he's in. <sighs> but uh, yeah, moving forward with a little more of the plot, um, yeah. introduction to the abomination, which he had a very. I was getting um, Trevor vibes off of him, how he was talking. Trevor? Trevor, the not the Mandalorian from Iron Man 3. Oh, right, 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 right. From the, the yeah, I can't think of his, uh, ben, ben Kingsley's character. Yes. Yeah. Yes, thank okay. you, yes. Um, kind of like that, that same type of. No, that's in the past. I created thing. haikus and made yeah, yeah. very much along that line. Um, 
I was glad to see them sort of because I know it re- really frustrated me last week when the the ship kind of came down and then kind of disappeared and that was it and I thought well that's really frustrating to to see them sort of not let go of that entirely that that Hulk you know so they put him in a rocket and they shot him into space yep now they're sending him cheesy movies the worst that they can find fine He'll have to sit and watch them while they monitor his mind. And to help keep his sanity, he built some robot friends to watch him with. <laughs> what but am no, I doing here? Who is that? Am I wearing any pants? No, I was I was glad to see that the and and I thought that was kind of well done too, where it's sort you sort of set up Bruce is like sitting in his little compound, or it looks like he's in his lab, and then the camera pulls back and he's actually in this spaceship going off into space. I thought that was really nice, and I thought, all right, well, it 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 doesn't just you know it isn't just a one and done. This is actually going to go somewhere or it hints that it's going to go somewhere, but it's also tells you like, not that's not this story. It, it, yep. You know, it, it sort of excuses it from the story, I guess is what I want to say. It also excuses Hulk from the rest of the series. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So you, you have logically removed him. So that way, you know, you, you don't it's have to deal just, with the it's potential not issues. And then, the you know, where show. is he? How come he doesn't get involved? He is, not even he's out of town. He's off yeah. the planet. He's off world. So, yeah, that that worked out nice. I, I, my wife and uh, daughter and I were watching this, and we all came to the same conclusion at the end. Wait, that's it? Because it just went so fast. But that's, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I meant because we enjoyed it so much. And we right. enjoyed this. Uh, Loki kind of did that same thing where it was yes. so enjoyable that you got to the end and went, wait, but isn't, isn't there more? Shouldn't there be like another 10 minutes? Um, but I think what they set up for the rest of the series, they set up some really good stuff. They set up some good stuff with um, with Abomination. Uh, I I knew the character of, of Holden Holloway was coming up. Like I said last week, he's a character from the comics. And I knew that was a character that was going to be in the series. It's a character I've been looking forward to. Um, he's from the Dan Slott comics. And as I've said multiple times, uh, Dan Slott's She-Hulk run is one of my all-time favorite comic book runs. It's It's such a great series of comics. Well, he um, was in so- the first episode, too. Yeah, he was. He's sort of not shown that much. You don't really realize. Well, he's just briefly there. But he is there very briefly. Uh, also, the character who shows up, the there's a gentleman who comes in with the gift basket. He's a character from the comics, Pug. Uh, I was okay. very pleased to see him. I was surprised to see him, but I was very pleased to see him. Uh, in the comics, he's a, he's a love interest for, for well... He's sort of a star-crossed love interest for Jen. He kind of, he he's actually much more, um, he's actually a bulkier. He's, he's almost got more of a Patrick Warburton kind of build to him. Um, but then he also is sort of this, he's, he's very, he's very intimidated. He, he, they're, they're very respectfully. He's sort of the, the sort of a best friend and he, kind of would like to take it the next step, but he doesn't want to ruin the friendship with what they have, and he's a little intimidated by her, and he's a, he's a really, really fun character in the comics. Um, so I was a little disappointed to see him reduced to this, uh, you know, may, maybe they'll do more with him. Um, but in the in the, in the the comics, he's a bit more the, the filling the other girl's role, Nikki's role. He's, he's sort of the best friend, and he... he you know, every time she breaks up with a guy, he's there with the ice cream and the wine, and they sit around and they, and you know, Pete, they look, like, come on, let's order pizza and watch some terrible '80s movie, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and and he, he always kind of, you know, and and She Hulk is like, well, why can't I, why can't I find a a guy like you? But you know, she won't actually act on the idea of <laughs> the idea of the two of them together. No, 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 that's ridiculous. No, no, no. Yeah. I have a teenage daughter. I understand that all too well. 
Don't get me started on the personal end. <laughs> Apparently in this episode, there was another one of those QR codes uh, like they did in Moon Knight. That you get now? to a... You remember Moon Knight, there was several times that there was a QR code in the background. I missed scene. that. No, that never... What? You never... I didn't know about that. Yeah. Well, see, this is what you get for downloading and not listening. Yes, no, there was... Um, in Moon Knight, they started this thing where there was a few times that there would be a random QR code in the in a scene. Okay. It was an actual QR code. If you scanned it, it would bring you to a Moon Knight comic. Well, apparently in this episode, uh, there's a QR code leading to a free She-Hulk comic. It can be found at the top of the page on the digital viewer Jen is reading, which offers 10 offbeat jobs for a fresh start. Okay. That's what the internet's telling me, anyway. Um, I I I have to go back to the the Hulk, one of the Hulk parts when they're talking on the phone. She's talking to him about this whole time and trying to get forgiveness, but she's working through it in her own mind. And Hulk keeps trying to tell her the whole time it's fine, and she keeps cutting him off. And the the writing in this I thought was genius, where it says. Uh, where Hulk goes, no, literally, I was a different person back then. Yeah. <laughs> Re- referring to it, it was a different actor. The fact that he is, he was, uh, he was at uh, Norton back then. Yeah. So I, 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 I love that line. Um. Yeah, so a number of different references of things going on. Someone said that the timeline was getting a little wonky with what was going on in this but i don't i don't see the issue myself at least not yet with uh um abomination the timing that okay they just found out about him escaping and going to the the fights that happened in shang chi right i i don't see how time wise that that messes things up unless if i'm missing something here I don't know. I, I I have to confess, I still haven't seen Shang Chi. Oh, Shang Chi yeah. was fun. That's what I've heard. Shang Chi was nice. It, it's better than the some of the more recent ones, or recent one. Um, which, speaking of Thor, uh, September eighth comes to Disney Plus. Okay. So I will make sure to be out of town that day. Yes. Well, no, it'll be a number of other things. They have uh, the making of Kenobi comes out that day, too. Good to know. And I, there's some other stuff I just haven't paid enough attention to yet. It's Disney Plus Day this year. It's right, summer. right. Um, so, it hit on a low note. They're putting Thor on there. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that Disney Plus Day will get some sort of... Uh... Much more. I'd like a trailer for the the new Muppet series. I would love that. I know they've finished production on it. Yeah, but there's no official time and date for that. I'm wondering if we hear that either Disney Plus Day or at D23. I'm hoping one of those we get. Oh, right, because the, the Muppets are going to be at D23. So... Ooh. What if there's a concert? That'd be cool. That would be nice. Um anyway, back to Shield. Anyway. Um yeah, I, I all in all, it, you know, in these starting to set up plots, they're starting to set up different things. Uh I'm I'm sure Jennifer Walters crossing the yellow line and all the alarms going off is uh Chavkowski's gun situation where that's gonna play that's gonna into come back something into play. yeah that's, why would you, you show Chekhov's that to us gun? Chekhov's gun Sorry. Chekhov's gun yes I thought you said Tchaikovsky's gun I did it's been a long week <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry I, went for, I got my composer and my uh, uh, and your Russian navigator of the Starship Enterprise Thank you. 
Um, yeah, so the uh, uh, that's gonna gotta be coming back into play at some point and somehow. Um, I just thought this was a very smooth episode. Where last one, I thought okay, they left some holes and some other things. I think we got uh, a, a nice bit of introduction to the the rest of the supporting cast finally. Yeah. Uh, I was a little bit well. Again, this is coming back from, and I I know there is a, there is one more character still to go who will meet. Um, I'm not going to say anything. Um, but I was also I've been a little disappointed that, again in the in the comics, the 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 law office, the superhuman law office, is a bit more fantastic, mm. which I'm hoping we'll see is maybe more of when we go along. But I was a little bit like that. Just just. Throw something in there, you know, something a little more. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. Just, a just more pizzazz. Yeah, that's just no. just something a little more. Uh, I wanted to say I don't know if imaginative is the right word for it, but just just something to make it a little bit it, you know it was a law office it was a law office it was any law office there was nothing super about it at all other than she hulk walking through which i i sort of understand doing it that way but at the same time i kind of also wanted to see it be just a little bit more there are some stuff there there are some fun characters that they could pull from the from the comics and and put in um so I'm I'm kind of hoping we'll see them. There's still room for some surprises, so we'll we'll see. Well, we'll figure it's the early days. Yeah. So that that is something that they could always build into. Yeah, I think I'm I'm actually sitting here. I've got my copy of of the trade paperback for, and I'm trying to remember what it's like when she first like house established is the law office when she starts with them. And I, my memory is that they're actually a bit more. It's a startup, but she's not the first one in the door. Whereas this, I think she is the first she's one. She's literally the, the first one. Her and Pug. Right. I, mean, I, I thought they, again, maybe slightly underutilized her friend. Right. Nikki wasn't could have been a little more. But no, what do you think besides besides her father, what did you think of the rest of the family? Rest of the family was fun. I was I was a little I was a little uh, distracted by the presence of her father. Um uh, Sorry, and now I'm distracted by a comic book. Um, That's right. Uh, no, I thought I thought they were fun. I thought, I thought I think it's a nice bit of comic relief, which is you know it's a comedy show, so yeah, it's um, it's a comedy show, and it's it's got that lighthearted, more sitcom feel to it, and right. I think it's it's so far playing out well, right? Um, but like I said, particularly this episode, I thought they they did a nice job with it, um, moving the things forward. Uh, yeah, the family again. Another nice father-daughter moment, where her dad's like, "Oh, I need your help with something in the garage." Okay, dad, what do you want? No, I just wanted to come get you out of here to see how you are doing. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch and a nice moment. Yeah, and then of course there's the scene at the end where he's making her carry five, six water jugs in. Right. Right. Keeping with the Marvel tradition, there is an after credit scene for those who haven't seen it. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you better hurry up and see it. Because you got one more day until one more day until the next one comes out. Yeah, see, actually, I'm looking through in the comics. It's it's she, he actually does not want She-Hulk. Right, I'm remembering this now. 
He does not want She-Hulk. The, the problem is that She-Hulk is, is she's appearing more and more in court, or she's been in court almost exclusively as She-Hulk. And because of her showboating, Holloway gets her fired. For, that plays out the same. Holloway gets her fired, and he hires her, but then he says, I don't want She-Hulk. I want, I want Jen. And they're dealing with all of these superhumans, and she has to sort of, we currently represent a number of territorial disputes from undersea and under, to underground and even in the air. Right, so that's. So that he's, uh, she, she sort of has to walk this line between being Jen and then because there are all these other superhumans around. She, you know, ends up turning into She-Hulk when she's almost expressly forbidden from becoming She-Hulk, or she's told not to become She-Hulk. That's how it is in the comics, anyway. Obviously, so it's, it's, it's completely the reverse. And obviously, 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 you need to reverse that here. Otherwise, uh, it would be kind of pointless. We wouldn't have much of a show. No. No. Which it's it's an interesting twist, and I like. How she points out that it's like I did the good thing. I saved these people from getting a death thrown in their face, so I get fired. Yeah. So I, I, I you know, the point that she's she's pointing this stuff out, and I like the part where she's she's t- busy talking to us that she's not paying attention to what's actually happening happening in the, in the world. Yeah. All just, like I said, all just nice little moments. I feel like I had more things that I wanted to say about tonight's up ep- about this week's episode. And I, I'm just, now that I'm here on the show, I can't remember what any of them are. So, what did you think of, uh, what did you think of the abomination? Tim Roth is starting to show his age. Ten, he, ten years, he's aged a lot. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was it was I, I I thought it was a fun uh, fun character, and I I, I uh, yeah I, I liked the kind of address that he uh, I uh, addressed the the change in the characters of the change in Bruce Banner's. Um, I thought I thought it was a nice scene with him. Yeah, he did a good job. He did he did a nice job. The way that he went about everything. Um, and just how cool and calm and collected he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, again, he's just got this weird vibe about what's going on. Like you, you almost think that he has something he has more knowledge than he's letting on. Right. It it reminded me a little bit of the scene in Avengers between Loki and Natasha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how his character is going to play out in the end, which end he's going to end up on. Right. Oh, we shall see. Because, I, I mean, I know there's some other characters that come into play that they've shown in the trailers that are linked to this character. We'll see. We shall see. We have nine episodes. We have seven more left. Yep. We still got some time. Um, Oh, no, like I said, I've I've found this one very enjoyable and, and I'm continuing to look forward to what's next and what's next. Right. Um. On that note, I mean, anything more that you want to add about this episode? I I I feel like I had a whole bunch. Like, oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. And now that I'm here, I, I I didn't make any notes for myself, and I regret that. And uh, now I got nothing. That's right. Maybe it'll come to you. Maybe it will. But uh, and something else that we were discussing. 
afterwards. Uh, last. Yeah, last last week we discussed last about week, it. Last week, after we finished recording the show, was when we had the good conversation. <laughs> we saved the good conversation for after the recording. So I think this week we're going to finish this recording, and then I'm going to remember everything I wanted to talk about, and we'll start talking again. That, but that we, no, we had a really good conversation last week after the show. You remember it, and I don't. <laughs> and you said we needed to do this during the show. So here, we'll yeah. do it during the show while you don't remember it. Oh, uh, we, we were talking about some of the critics saying about how uh, this She-Hulk is, you know, Disney's making things progressive or woke or, or, or whatever regarding and I, I couldn't figure it out so I, I, I asked you about well, what is so quote unquote woke about She-Hulk because I'm not seeing it right and the only thing we could come about and this is going back to some of the other things we we did discuss about like, it happened to Ms. Marvel it happened on uh, in Kenobi a powerful female character being portrayed on a, a TV show. And we both pointed out that that is not unusual. That's not, they're not, they didn't change the character of She-Hulk for the She-Hulk TV show. Right. That, that, right. Now I remember that was the point that you made to me last week. And I, and it was a really good point, but go ahead and finish making that point. Now that I've interrupted it, that in the what 70 or eighties, when She-Hulk came out, Right. That's how the character was back then, 30, 40 years ago. Right. She-Hulk was always a strong character. So that's not... And we've, we, we've kind of hit on this point several times, and, and, and I almost feel like we're being a, you know, uh, a broken record every time we bring it up, but it, 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 there's a good reason to keep bringing it up, that this is stuff that Marvel has done throughout their history of being progressive and forward thinking regarding gender, age, uh, nationality, yeah, whatever, um, to include people of different color, different race, different gender, different etc. So this is so when they created the character of She-Hulk in what seventy eighty. 79, 70-something, 70-something. Yeah, I, I don't have the exact date here. Um, yeah. But they made her that strong character back then. That's They didn't change the character to fit modern-day thinking in 2022. This is, this is something that... The, uh, they started a long time ago. Nineteen. It was actually nineteen eighty. Was the first. Uh, was the first issue of Savage She-Hulk number one. Really? Because I have nineteen seventy nine as Savage She-Hulk number one. Regardless, you are you are correct that this was kind of how the character has always been. Yeah. It's not like. It's not like. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's the 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 impetus. There's oh, Disney's being woke. No, Marvel has always been awake in terms of representativeness. And and I think the story that I told that you and I talked about last week uh, after the show. If you go back to the earliest Fantastic Four comics, there's a letter to there's a letter to the editor. Um, Say or, or a letter to the the to Marvel, saying they need to eliminate the character of the Invisible Woman because she doesn't contribute anything to the team. There was this. There was one person wrote in. It, it's literally like issue seven or eight of uh, of the original Fantastic Four comics. Probably I don't think it's even that far in. I think it's only like three or issue three or four or something like that. Where this, they got this letter saying, oh, she's a terrible character. She doesn't contribute anything to the team. She doesn't do anything. You should get rid of this character. And Stan addressed it in a soapbox uh, even then. Addressed it within the letters column. And then literally, I think it's the next Fantastic Four issue. Or maybe the, the next one or two issues after that. There's a storyline where it, it literally opens with the Fantastic Four. 
Reed and, and Sue and Johnny and Ben, and they're sitting in the, the kitchen at the at the uh, Fantastic Four headquarters or in the Baxter building. And uh, Willie Lumpkin comes in with the mailbag and he throws the mail. He says, oh, there's a letter for you, Mr. Richards. And he, uh, or there's a letter for you, Miss, Mrs. Storm, Miss Storm. And uh, it's this piece of hate mail. And it's literally like the, the guy's letter from the month or two beforehand saying, you know, you should quit the team. You don't do anything. You don't contribute anything. And, and the Fantastic Four read and, 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 and of course it hurts, it hurts Sue and it upsets her and, and Reed and Johnny and Ben say, no, 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 remember when we faced the Skrulls and you did this and you rescued us. And then we faced Doctor Doom and it's because of you that we were able to do that. And then we faced Namor and because you did this, we did that. And, and so, yes, you are part of the team. They addressed it. And, and representation and, and strong female characters have always been a part of it. And I know that there's also, you know, you go back to those comics, there's the other half of that coin is representation was always a big part of Marvel. There was also a lot of work to be done because Reed's attitude towards his girlfriend or towards his wife at the time were not always the best. Um, and there are things with She-Hulk that I can point to and they did, they actually She-Hulk used to sort of poke fun at the fa the fact that the fans were sort of looking for the comic to be sort of sultry. They, they you know, because she was this seven foot, Glamazon, this is what She-Hulk should be. And every time it sort of started to turn that way, she would break the fourth wall and be like, you know, this is really disgusting and beneath all of us. Why? I'm not going to, I'm not going to do prance around in a bikini and do this just for your entertainment. I've got a story I've got to go be a part of. Or, you know. So, so yeah, so uh, representation has always been a thing. And, and I, I don't understand people who, I, I, I just don't get it. And you and I talked about this. I don't understand people who complain about representation in, in movies or, or, or TV shows or, you know, people who complain about something being woke. I don't know. I, 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 you know, I always say I'd rather be woke than asleep, you know. It's, but that's like just, said, and I said, and I said this a couple months to you that I wasn't going to get political on this show anymore, and I find myself getting more and more political every time we do this show. Stop it! I'll stop. I tried not to make it political. You were the one who brought this up. I did. I did bring it up. I did bring it up. Um, but I, I, I let me cap it off with two points on this. Okay. What, again, um, and again, I know that I've mentioned this before, and I'm repeating myself. That Black Panther is another prime example. Yeah. The first black superhero character, you know, despite the name, he actually came out before the Black Panther movement even started. This is, he's been a character that's been around and, you know, again, bringing representation, bringing, you know, a, uh, a beacon for, for people to look forward to. But even in my own writings, and I know, I don't, and bring it up every so often. Many of the books that I've written, that I always use a diverse palette of characters. Yeah. Um. To to represent uh people and characters and stuff. I just that's just how I always wanted to write. Is just to show the inclusive world. Like, and this is not Disney, but this is you know it, it's more the this is how I I came about when I was doing the writing. Was Roddenberry? Yeah, Star Trek. Yep. Yeah, he was very inclusive in what he wanted to portray in how he wanted to show the world, and that's how whenever I did do my writing or did my writing, did the same thing. I wanted to show this vast cast of characters of all sorts, with different background stories and uh, different uh, ethnic and ethnicities and. Uh, people in different powers and positions and, and just paint with a broad palette and to get that type of stuff. And then something else that we mentioned it, as long as it's not being like shoved down your throat and beat being you over the head, there should be no problems with it because it is just, if you find, if you look in the throughout the world, you will find examples of these type of people around. Yeah, it's not that they're not there. We just sometimes don't see them, and shows like this bring them more to light. 
in 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 a good way. In right. Like I said, they're not beating you over the head with it. There are some shows out there that will take the stance of we are going to show you a example A, whatever that may be, but we're going to make it so blatant obvious that we're showing it to you and showing it to a way that you need to be uh accepting of it that we are going to beat you over the head with it and that's not the way to do it i think marvel is going about it in a way and yet well i i there's a bit of a counterpoint there and that because you you say that but also i mean star trek was a show that very much was like you know this is the soap the soapbox and we are gonna stand on it you know and and they did on a regular basis i think i think star trek particularly the original series uh, through the next generation and even into Deep Space Nine. That, I mean, that show was always a megaphone. But I also understand what you're saying about like not trying to, because this is something you and I talked about, was that Marvel has kind of done it in this way. You and I also talked about Star, uh, Star Wars uh, and the more recent Star Wars movies, and it was kind of, a, it, it bothered me. And I, and I am all for Again, I'm all for representation in movies. I like represent. I, I want to see characters. I want to see strong Latina characters, strong black characters, strong female characters, strong you know, whatever. Um, but when they did the more recent, the, the sequel movies with Ray and, and uh, Poe and Finn, I felt very much like the casting was, it was a series of check, check boxes. You know, right. we have a strong female lead check We've got a Latino male check. We've got a black male check. We've got an Asian female check, you know, and as opposed to just having those characters be feel a bit organic. more organic. Right. Whereas Marvel has kind of done it in this way that those characters are organic. And the fact that that uh, that Rhodey is black or that uh, that Sam Wilson is black or it, it comes into it. You, you you have a place you can go to with it, but that's not what the character is. Correct. Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. De- it's who the character is. It doesn't define the character. Right. And yet, and yet, as you saw with uh, with um, uh, the 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 Falcon series. Yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier. You know the the fact that that Sam was black. You you had you had a place you could go to and you could tell an interesting story that way. Yeah. Well, right, and then you could write the story around it and give more of a different points of view. And I think that that show did a lot of that. Or it was showing because you had. At one point, you had the two black characters in it. You had the the guy, the former guy. Um, I, I uh, I'm blanking on the actor's name, and I really enjoyed his work. And he was in uh, Alias, but he was the the soldier from the army used in the past and abused right. him. And he's saying, you know, no respecting black man would ever pick up that shield. And here's Sam going. But if I don't pick up that shield, what am I saying to the future? It's kind of, you know, you, you kind right, of had right. the two different angles on all that. And it's, again, Sam taking the road of the shield doesn't define me. I define what the shield means. What the shield is. So, uh, yeah. So, again, but that that's... It's not making the, the character isn't that right it's part you know it's part of it is what the character gets involved in but it, it's not defining the character um so yeah that i think that's more of what yeah i, I mean by that i don't do good with political i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's why i don't have a political podcast and yet, um, and yet, we find ourselves discussing being political on the show fairly regularly. Well, you know, some of the, sometimes these things come in there. Yeah, it, I, think, it, I, think, I think it's good. This, I think this is why representation is important, is because it does get us having these conversations. Yeah. It does get us talking about these things. I mean, one of going I back loved, to the, I loved Ms. I, I said earlier you didn't have me on. We didn't. You and I never really talked about Ms. Marvel. No. Uh, or at least Tell we, us about we, your thoughts on Ms. Marvel. You and I, I loved it. I thought it was great. 
I thought it was fantastic, and it really was eye-opening to a lot of things. And I, 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 this was another thing I said to you off camera, but I'll say it again. I always complained about having to, uh, you know, oh, I hate, I, I, I'm so tired of Marvel movies these days because I always feel like I have to do my homework. And then, and uh, here was, here was Miss Marvel, and there was this moment where I went, oh, oh, there is homework that I have to do here, but it's not going back and watching these 20 other Marvel movies. This is actual a hist this is an actual history lesson that I need to, to pick up and read and, and learn something about and, and open my brain up. And, uh, and I was very excited by that, um, uh, with Ms. Marvel. And, uh, and I, I, I'm so glad they did that series the way it was. And the thing that I was also very pleased with on Ms. Marvel was the reactions to it. Um, because you, I, I was on what at the beginning of the summer mm -hmm. you had me on, we were talking about Kenobi, uh, and we talked about the reactions to, to was yep. a Ingram. And, it, and I think we were literally like a week out from Ms. Marvel premiering. And you and I were talking about Moses Ingram. And I might have even said this at the time, but I, I, I don't remember if I actually said it or if I just sort of thought it in my head. Was I thought, well, Ms. Marvel is coming out and this poor kid is going to get the same treatment that, that Moses Ingram was receiving at the time. Um, and I was very pleased that I never, at least I, and I, again, I'm speaking from a position of white privilege. I never, there wasn't, as, there didn't seem to be as much of that, or there didn't seem to be any of that with her. There wasn't anything directed with her. I saw a couple of people who said, eh, this just series, it skews a little younger. It's not quite for me. It's really more, more on how the series was written. Right. But there was, but nothing was ever aimed at her or at her ethnicity or, or anything of like that. And actually I've seen a handful of interviews with her and I, and I know I've said this on the show was that, and she's charming. Oh, she's she is fantastic. Really, really charming and funny. And I, I want to see, not only do I want to see more of Ms. Marvel because of her, I want to see more of her. I want to see her. What does she do next? Because I think she's, she's clearly got a good sense of humor. Um, and a good sense of comedy. And uh, and I'm really excited to see what she is an actress, where she her path as an actress goes. I hope I hope she's got a long future ahead of her, both with and away from Marvel. I. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with white privilege. I just don't remember seeing anything in the news come up about. Right, 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 right. Uh, Islama, um, Mansley, not, I'm getting my actresses mixed up. Um, but the, the Ms. Marvel actress getting attacked or anything coming out about people going after her. Um, she is very charming. I did try to get her on the show. Unfortunately, she, her schedule just didn't allow it, but she, um, I did hear some interviews myself of her. She's just, she embodies her character kind of like how. Yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. embodies Iron Man because of their unfortunate past lines up here in a more positive light. She is that fangirl character that uh, Ms. Marvel is, uh, Kamala Khan is, and she, you know, she they're just very similar in that aspect. She embodies her character and she plays it off very well. Right. Um, I am very excited to see where she goes from there. Um, I've even seen uh, her birthday was just recently and Brie Larson posted out a tweet wishing her a happy birthday and just kind of in this super buddy kind of way. Right. You know, it just, you know, did um, like Broadway quoting best bud friend. It's just like this really cute, just really special little moment uh, that that Brie Larson put out there uh, for her her Marvel's uh, co-star. So this is a character then again, that I've, I was excited for. I, I enjoyed the series. I didn't know what to expect from the series. And by the end, I really enjoyed what I got. I understand how the first couple episodes turned some people off, but it did swing differently as it moved along. Um, 
and to the end it was just it was a, a, a fun series introducing her character and i think uh she will be a lot of fun to watch in the cinemas next year yeah so yeah it, it's 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 weird that people say things like that and oh i wanted to get back to the star wars that i was going to say in the last jedi okay. now my daughter is asian so when i found and i know she asian she's vietnamese and when i found out that there was a character in the movie two characters actually that were both vietnamese in this movie i got excited for that because then my daughter can see someone in star wars that is just like her so in right. she has um in case if you guys don't if people listening don't know my daughter's name is paige and the characters in the movie's name is paige so she has the Page action figure, the page uh, pop figure. She has all the pages stuff. Well, the page merchandise in her room because she's in Star Wars. Unfortunately, her character doesn't make it through much of the movie, but she's in. <laughs> she is in the movie. So, yeah, it, it, it's. The world is a lot bigger now than it was many years ago or it, we are realizing it's a lot bigger now than we realized it was many many years ago um which is to say is a you know 100 even 60 years ago and we should not be afraid that this world is a bigger place and that you know america being a a place where people all of all different sorts cohabitate i think the fact that we you know i think the fact that we are a place of all different sorts who cohabitate is what makes america great thank you no problem and we should be and, mindful of remembering that and and you know all these things that we a lot of these pop culture things that we talk about a lot of the creators of these pop culture things Stan Lee knew that. Jim Henson knew that. Gene Roddenberry knew that. I think George Lucas knew that. I think even Walt Disney knew that. Let me preface. And I, I say that, he, and then a giant elephant walks into the room. So yeah, well, he <laughs> did, but he was also a product of his time. Walt yeah. Disney yeah. being born in 1901. Right. Um, you know, he employed women whenever it wasn't commonplace. Now, was it the standards of that, what we expect nowadays? No. No. But, you know, he, he did certain things that back for that time was very uncommon. The Salus Amigos, Three Caballeros, all that type of stuff was not very popular. You know, it wasn't a common thing back then right and he was introducing characters of spanish or mexican or different um descents back then that other studios weren't doing as much right so he's not at the level of jim henson and all that but he also again well and even and even jim you know jim Jim was very aware of of the global stage, you know, which was which was how we ended up with Sesame Street, which is how we end up with Fraggle Rock. Uh, you know, he was aware that he could reach people uh, that he had an audience around the world. Um, and there was stuff there. Jim was very much about the fact that we are one planet and we are one people. And yet, you know, some of the you know, uh, at that same time, his team of puppeteers was, uh, you know, it, it was it was was not particularly diverse. It was, you know, it was six white guys mostly, and then and then and then a, a handful of white women, and the women had to fight hard for their roles. 
had to fight very hard for their roles because one of you know, the one of the uh, women um, who's uh, standard that they they talk about in the uh, Light and Magic series would go back and forth, but she mentioned that you know she worked for Henson, she worked for for Lucas, and Lucas it wasn't so much of a competition for her. Right. That everyone's like, oh, great, what do you have to say? And it's more welcome of her where she didn't specifically say what other companies, but you kind of got the reference that at like Henson and some of these other places that it was, oh, well, you're a woman, just, you're just, right. we'll get back to you. And, and you know, you look at some of the humor in The Muppet Show, you know, uh, which obviously did some very, very funny things, but then there were also a couple things that you, you know, you you wouldn't do that those kinds of characters today. There's a reason know? why certain Muppet shows aren't on Disney Plus. Or well, uh, or there are reasons. There's a reason why most of the reasons episodes aren't on Disney Plus is music issues. But right. there are reasons why there are there are the little bumpers in front saying, "Look, this this show is a product of its time." Yes, we know that the humor is dated in this, and I can you know the Kenny Rogers episode has that. The Spike Milligan episode will have that. Uh, James Coburn will have that. Um, yep. You know, because at the time we we just didn't think of it in that in those terms. You know, now we do. Now we are aware that oh, this is you know what we do matters. You know, a as poo- a society, we keep Hank, learning. Hank Azaria playing a poo matters. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, you know it, it, as a society, we. We're not perfect. We're human. And we keep learning as we keep moving forward. But on the same token, we have to say that in, in we were just saying in this country, we do recognize that, you know, we're learning about all these other people. Unfortunately, there's some countries that you would never be able to get a show like She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel or the like, because you're just not allowed to have that. Yeah. So we should be thankful that we get shows like this. Um, yeah. and again, it's not and that's, something. And that's your real, and that's your real freedom of speech right there. Yep. And again, what makes America so great is that okay. we can have shows like this. So I think we exhausted that. <laughs> I think we've exhausted a lot of things. <laughs> so on that note, thank you again for coming along. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for introducing I like, me. I feel like there was more I wanted to say about She-Hulk episode two, and uh, I can't remember. Let's see here. We had the... We talked about Cousin Larry. Cousin Larry talked about Tatiana. We talked about her getting fired at the bar. Uh, Holden getting, Holloway, Pug. Uh, the popularity of everyone chanting for She-Hulk, and she didn't like the name. Yeah. Uh drinking and then wherever she goes switches back to non she hulk form the metabolism metabolism difference i was actually just um, seeing that's that's actually well actually it's funny in the in the uh in the series i'm talking about the switch in the series it's it's she's she hulk and then she sees that her boss comes in and says no i need you to be jennifer walters and she switches and her metabolism switches and she's drunk as she's getting fired in the comics it's the opposite it's she's out drinking holden holloway walks in and says i want to hire you but i want to hire you as jen walters i need you you know and so she she it's then she hulk's been drinking she changes into uh jen walters and Jen is completely blitzed out of her mind and like passes out on Holden Holloway as she's offered this job. It's a very funny moment in the. It, it was a very funny moment in the series too. I, I enjoyed it in the series it, again. Uh, Tatiana Maslin does such a great job playing this character. Yeah, I just I just absolutely love her playing this. And again, another fantastic casting job by by Marvel. Uh, and, I, and I'm eager to see episode three. I, I can't wait for episode three. Yeah. 
But again, I do wish having having sat through this episode, I do wish that last week the the, the I think last week's episode would have benefited from being able to go. This was a far stronger episode than last week's episode, and I wish they when they premiered it, I wish they had done both at the same time. But oh well, I'm not in charge of these things, and I can't go back in time to be in charge of these things. Why not? I don't know. But one day uh, I. But yeah, no, I I I completely agree with you. This this would have played, you know, if we got one and two back to back, I think yeah. this will play through nicely because it just it, it, one picks up right ex- exactly where the second one ended, so you it just will flowed perfectly and and, and worked out well. Um, and I just think the and I like the zinger at the end. Or the, you know, she calls the, her boss and say, "Okay, yeah, I, I'll I'll take the the case." And say, "Good, turn on your TV." Turn on TV. Like, oh well, I didn't see that coming, or or whatever the the line was, and then they just they cut it right there. Yeah. Now, do I? I'm I see. Spoil this for me a little bit. Do I need to see? I feel like I need to see Shang Chi now. Because isn't that where he's, isn't the thing that he's, he's broken out? It's brief. Um, but it, it is. I think it will play a, I think it will help you. Yes. Your timeline question from before. Yeah. I I still, this lines up with Shang-Chi more than anything else. That like the first two episodes part take of it, place. Uh, supposedly there was a reference to the giant statue in the Indian Ocean, which is from Eternals. Right. Um, again, I'm not seeing the the disconnect with the the timeline. Um, so, but yeah, uh, Shang Chi about a third of the way into the movie. Because uh, because I, I know Abomination is in Shang Chi. Right. He he goes into this club. Uh, this it, basically it's a fight club. Yeah. And uh, there's Abomination and another character going at each other. Um, and there's a whole bit about that. Okay. Um, which now is completely connected to She Hulk. Okay. So yeah, um, you did a little bit of homework there. Nothing you don't. It's not like having to watch thirty movies to right to get that. Again, Shang Chi in some ways is kind of a standalone film in itself as well. One of these days, I'll get around to watching Shang Chi. One of well, these days. The only wrote no. The only connection is Iron Man three. Iron Man three. There's a connection to Shang Chi. Really? Yes. Nice. Uh, there's a shared character. Okay. And I mentioned him already. Yeah, I had a feeling you were about to say that. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. And on that note. On that note. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. I look forward to introducing another episode of the WD Magic Cast. And maybe doing a better job than I did this week. Thank you for well, letting me screw up your podcast. Anytime. Anytime. Oh. Woohoo! Thank you again, Matt, for joining us this week and talking about episode two of She Hulk. What do you think of episode she or this series so far? Let us know. Join the conversation on our socials. Our main Facebook page is facebook.com slash WDMagicast. On Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, we are at WDMagicast. You can leave a voice message through the Anchor app and or Anchor.fm website or record a message electronically on your device and email it to email at wdmagicast.com or you can also email us with any questions or suggestions you may have linked to all these are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have these
these days and how crazy life is going. Back to school is going on. Some of the kids are back to school already. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. But the fact that we get to spend this time together means a lot to me, means a lot to my co-host, to the whole team over here at WD Magicast. Thank you. It's the least that we can say. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I, I hate asking for more, but I, I do please. Leave a rating review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. We have all five-star reviews at the moment. I, I really, uh, really, truly appreciate it. I, I don't... I never expected that kind of response. Just keep them coming. More five-star reviews, the better. Uh, it, it helps promote the show. In addition, please share out a link on the social networks. Tag us so we can th- say thank you. But let people know that you're listening. Share, tell, let people know where to find us. Um, but there's, you can find us just about anywhere. But the more people involved in this Disney family, the better. Walt believed in Big Disney Family, and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show as well. While you're at it, this way you always know when new episodes are posted. And while you're at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Really help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash wdmagicast support. Or find us on our Patreon page. Again, wdmagicast. You can also check out the merchandise shop where you can get yourself some cool, fun WDMagicast stuff. You can do... Uh, Links to all these are in the show notes as well, because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever you're facing out there, whatever troubles, whatever hard times, seems to be coming at you. Don't give up. You are... You are special. You are the person who you need to be, who the world needs you to be. Don't ever give up. Don't ever stop believing in yourself. Don't ever think you're not worth it special you are unique be your own hero never give up never give in and if you need help there are people out there who you may not know who may not know you at all but believe it or not they'll be willing to help be sure to ask for that and on that I'd like to end this show with a quote from Walt Disney himself Americans are responsive people, and the ideas, the knowledge, and the emotions that come through the television screen into our living rooms will most certainly shape the course of the future of ourselves and our children. Again, that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everybody, and I'll see you next time.